Hey, honeys. Yo, yo, yo. It's the Who, Where, Their podcast. <laughs> well, that's a mouthful. Yeah, you can just call us the Travel Brats. First name travel. Last name brat. So, what's in the itinerary today? Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> what day is it? It is the Tuesday. wonderful Tuesday. Hey, 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 Travel Brats, what's going on? What's poppin'? Soph and Ash coming to you live like we do every single Tuesday, but this time from the bed. From the bed. We aren't even sitting up. We're exhausted. We are laying down. <laughs> we cannot get out of bed. Just living it up, that quarantine lifestyle. Yes. And you know, I guess we're not really on quarantine anymore. Well, like, my life is still quarantined. Yeah, but... we're still quarantined <laughs> in spirit, you know, because half the country still is. Anyways, we're going to change it up a little bit today. We're going to go out of the country because... People can't do that right now, but we're just going to talk about it. And yes, and we're going somewhere I've never been before. And I've only been once, but yes. it's really, really, really neat. Yes, we're really excited. We're going to be talking about Budapest today what? with our lovely friend, Reka. You mean Budapest? Yes, with Budapest. Reka? Just kidding. Yes. That was terrible. But we are going to phone her in. Guys, if you don't know anything about Reka, just to give you a little bit of background, uh, I met Reka in college at Auburn University in Alabama in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and uh she yeah was from Hungary she the first time she'd been in the United States was re- related to college and she played tennis there with me and then she went to USF got her master's uh there in genetic counseling and she's still in Tampa at USF working there so anyway she'll tell you more a little bit more about that and a whole lot of Budapest and home but we're gonna go ahead and dial her in Yes, yeah, she's very interesting. So we're going to give her a nice little ring right now. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. <laughs> I thought she answered. <laughs> ring, ring. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> That's wonderful. awesome. Okay, Reka, we are so excited that you're here, and we are so excited to talk about your homeland with you. Give us a little bit of background on Budapest and, you know, how you grew up there. Well, um, I did grow up there. I lived there. Um, I was born there, and I lived there until I was 18, almost 19. Um, so Budapest is like absolutely one of my favorite cities. Even if I did not grow up there, I would still think that I would say that it's one of my favorite cities. It's sort of like a great mix of like history and also like, you know, fun new things to do. That's really awesome. So like some of the things that we were curious about too, growing up in Budapest and in Hungary, um, what was it like going to school there? What was it like living there? And just what was a typical day like for you living there versus living in the States? Um, so I think it's a little bit hard to compare because obviously mm-hmm. I have no comparison of like high school mm-hmm. in the States. I uh, My twin brother actually spent a year in high school in the States. So cool. I think I would probably say our education is a little bit more comprehensive um than american high school so we Uh do um you know we do speak hungarian Mm -hmm. um in hungary which is sort of unfortunately a pretty useless language to speak unless you know you live in hungary no other languages are even like 
have any like overlap with Hungarian. Um, but we do, um, you know, start learning English in like, um, depending on where you go to school, I started in fourth grade. And, and we also start learning a third language, um, sort of depending on where you go to school. And, um, you know, um, what language you choose, you, um, in my school, we had um, French, German, Latin, and Russian. Oh, wow. um, and we, we start learning that in high school. Same, girl. That is so cool. <laughs> Not, that's super neat. Well, definitely. Okay, Reka, so, like, what is it, paint a picture for us. What is it like in Budapest? Like, just describe it for us. So, like, I live sort of in the suburbs. So, for me, it takes a little bit of a time to, like, get, like, downtown in the city. But um, we have great, like, public transportation. So um, I basically, you know, walk, I walk, like, five, ten minutes to the nearest train. And I take the train and, you know, with, like, probably, like, 15, 20 minutes from there, I would be downtown. And then once you're downtown, there is, like, a lot of you know like cool architecture like the early like all like churches and just like generally the buildings i think are awesome um there are a lot of touristy stuff all around downtown but there are also a lot of like you know bars and clubs and like hip things to do um for you know like younger people that's really cool. So, like I was saying, I've never been to Hungary. I really haven't ever, I haven't been to Europe yet. But is Hungary, like, a big country? What's kind of, like, the size and the population there? So, Hungary is actually, like, a pretty small country. I'm sure there are bigger states than Hungary. We have, our population is about 10 million people. But I think what's sort of unique to Hungary, I guess, is that Budapest is the capital. And um, out of the 10 million, there are 2 million people living on named Budapest. So I'm sure, you know, people that are not from Budapest and did not grow up in Budapest would not think about it this way. But in my mind, it was always like, okay, Budapest and then the rest of the country. That's really um, neat. Well, okay, hey, you told me this when I went to visit you in Budapest. What's, what's, isn't there Buda and Pesh? You know? Yeah, so, like, historically, there is, um, basically, Budapest is divided by the Danube River, and one side is considered Buda, and the other side is considered Pest, and they are connected by ten bridges. That's super, super neat, and I know there's tons of neat places besides the awesome bridge, and what are some of your, like, absolute favorite places to go in Hungary and Budapest? Um, I, it's hard to say. There are so many awesome places. Um, I think one of my p- favorite places to go is, um, like, this outdoor, outdoorsy space in the middle of the city. It's called Dak Square. Um, and they have like the Ferris wheel there and like in during summer there are a bunch of people there are like um, outdoorsy bars there and uh, just a bunch of people you know just um, chilling out there drinking um, you know people bring guitars and play music um, and it's, um, it's it's just a really fun like young place to be at but there are so many um, you know like other like historic places that are great for like um you know like a day of like touristy adventures 
That's super cool. So, like, you could definitely do a lot of day trips and weekend trips, yeah? Yeah, definitely. And even if it's, like, you can definitely have, like, day trips planned in Budapest, but you can also have um, great day trips planned within Hungary. So if you want to go to, like, a smaller town, um, you know, there are great, um, great public transportation. So you can just, like, hop on a train and go to, like, these smaller, like, historic cities. And it's also really easy to, like, go vis- do, like, day trips or, like, two-day trips in, like, different countries. So, like, um, Vienna is, like, two hours away. Um, Bratislava is two hours away on train. Um, you can get to Prague in like six hours. So like once you're really in like, um, you can go to Belgrade. So once you're like in Central Europe um, or Eastern Europe, there are so many places you can go um, within a day or two. Oh, so I totally didn't think about that. Yeah, because you've got Austria and Slovakia right there. I mean, so close for, for day trips to Budapest or out of Budapest. And then what's it like? Is it kind of hard to cross borders or do, you, do they just like check your passport or how do you do that? Yeah, so if you get on a train, you'll you'll be stopped at the border. And really after that, they'll check your passport. You know, if you have your visa to Europe, um, you know, most of the countries, you don't need another visa. Um, and if you're European and if you're, your country is part of Schengen, um, they, you know, they just check your ID and you're good to go. Oh, that sounds pretty easy. Um, Something I'm really curious about all the time, wherever I travel, I'm always interested in the currency. So what's the currency in Buda- or in Hungary? So we're, we're a little bit different from a lot of, like, the countries in the European Union. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have our own currency. It's called foreign, spelled F-O-R-I-N-T. Um, and it's a little tricky because, um, the exchange rate is pretty bad. So it's, um, I think right now it's around 300, um, foreigns is one dollar. So, you know, you'll, you would see like prices, like, um, you know, you go get a sandwich and it's like, um, you know, a thousand, two thousand foreigns and it sounds ridiculously expensive, but it's really like three to six dollars. And it's wow. actually, like, um, you know, really everything, unless you do, like, some crazy touristy stuff, everything is very cheap in Hungary. So, like, you know, if you go to the bars, you can get a shot for, like, a dollar. You know, you can Heck eat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're not hungry. You can Blanca. get a beer for, like, a dollar or two. So, um, it's it's very affordable to stay there. Is that why you drink so much beer? Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. I wish they had those prizes in the U.S. too. I know. I wish. It'll break your bank. <laughs> but you've been talking a little bit about this, um, getting around the country, getting around, crossing the borders and stuff too. But what are the best ways to get around the country? So I would say we have pretty good public transportation, like really anywhere in Europe. Um, so unless you're like hard set on driving, I would say that, um, you know, getting a taxi occasionally, um, but most of the times getting on buses and subways and, and trains is 
is more affordable and sort of easier to navigate because a um, parking is crazy if you want to like you know go downtown and also traffic gets crazy like really in in any big cities Mm -hmm. so um, you know unless you want to deal with like rush hours it's a lot faster and easier to just take a bus take a subway if you're able to um, navigate the system and they have like um, apps in English and you can look it up online so if you have any experience um, with public transportation it's not hard to figure it out oh that's really cool have you ever taken um like the trains and stuff around Budapest and Hungary yeah so the trains like um, are mostly for um you know, like going to a different city or like going to a different country. Mm -hmm. So we have like three big train stations. So if you plan on taking the train, you want to make sure, um, you know, your which train station it's out of. It's basically called like um, Station of the South, um, East and West. Um, But I've definitely taken the trains. I go to visit my friend in Bratislava in Slovakia all the time. And it's really the easiest thing to do because I just get on the train and then I can do whatever I want for two hours. And I don't have to worry about, you know, driving and being in traffic. I can read a book, um, hang out, walk around. And it's for me, it's really the easiest thing. Shout out to our Slovakian friend, Mish. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Reka, have you ever done any backpacking there either? Or not really? Unfortunately not. I've been wanting to do it since I was like a senior in high school. So like seven, eight years now. But, um, you know, life happened and things always came up. But a lot of people um, do backpacking in Europe because you can basically just buy a ticket for like two weeks or a month or two months, depending on how long you want to go. And that ticket is valid for like any trains in any countries and cities that are involved in this system. It's called Eurotrain, I think. Um, So you can basically plan a trip around and, you know, hop on in any train whenever you want to and, you know, go wherever you want. That's awesome. Okay, okay. This is this is a hilarious question to me because we ask it for every place that we go. But I just remember my experience with this. So when is the best time to visit Budapest? And before you answer, I'm just going to say that when I went to visit you, I was coming from America where I live Mm -hmm. and it was like sweltering heat i came from chicago and they were going through a heat wave and i was at a music festival and it was like 90 to 100 degrees and i was like so excited to go to budapest because i was like it's gonna be so cool it's gonna be all nice and then we went there and there was a heat wave there too and i remember this we went to a seven-day music festival reka and i just like died so when is the best time yes. to visit budapest on that note <laughs> I mean, it does get really, it it gets hot in the summer. It gets like 80, 90 degrees, but it's dry heat. Um, So me personally, I prefer that over like humidity. But it just depends on like what you're looking for. The summer is obviously like everywhere else. It's the most touristy part of it. Um, So there are a lot of tourists and foreign people there. We also have three big music festivals during the summer starting um, 
I think at the end of June, beginning of July, and then the biggest one called Siget, which basically translates into island. Um, that one is in the beginning, middle of August, and it lasts for a week. So <clears throat> if you come during those times, you know, you will probably run into a lot of tourists and a lot of people coming into the festival. You know, ob it, obviously it gets hot. So, you know, if you don't like walking around and sort of being sweaty, summer may not be the time for you. But, um, you know, we have four seasons. So, um, you know, if you want to come during the spring and during the fall, it's a little bit cooler. Um and it's less touristy, so it's a little bit calmer. And then during the, even during the winter, you know, we get snow. So that's really nice. Um, if you like snow, it gets cold, it gets below freezing, but we also have nice, um, you know, like Christmas markets and Christmassy things. So it's also a really nice time to come, um, visit during winter. That's really awesome. So going into that, since you have all four seasons, so many different times that you can come and visit, what are some must-dos when in Budapest? What are some sightseeing activities that any person going to Budapest should see? Or do? Um, <laughs> or do. So I'm all, I'm hard set on, you know, like the, the touristy stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I think um, our parliament is very, very nice. Um, I don't know if they do tours at this point, and some part of it is always during construction. Um, but it's, it's a really pretty sight. Um, you can, like I, I said before, you can, um, you know, sort of hang out at the, um, back square where you can, you know, hang out, drink, um, there are all sorts of people. There's the Ferris wheel there. If you go from there, the, um, the basilica is is right there and you can do if you go during the day there is a tour where you can go all the way up to the top and you can sort of have a really nice view from the top and also the insides is very pretty it's very old um and there are really nice painting paintings there if you go from there um you can walk to the chain bridge which is um you know one of the the greatest architecture um, part of Budapest so if you walk through there then after that you can go up to um, Fisher's, Fisherman's um, Bastion um, which is again um, it's a really really nice view down to the city and to the parliament um, there is also um, St. Matthew's Church I believe which is again a really nice nice church that you can do a tour inside. If you walk over to the other side of the hill, there is Buddha Castle, um, which is, again, also a very ni nice architectural part of, um, you know, the old part of the city. has a nice view, and it also has um, a museum that has, like, permanent and temporary ex exhibitions. Um Sophia, when Sophia was visiting me, they had um, a Frida Kahlo um, exhibition oh, that was so that cool. was yeah yeah. Did you know her mom was actually from Budapest. I did not know she's that. She's such such a big Mexican artist. Yeah, but like she was half Hungarian. I did Isn't not that crazy? know that. That's amazing. It's pretty neat, right? 
Yeah. You guys got to see it? Yeah, we got to go see all of them. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, they had like a, a third of her like most famous paintings there. Oh, wow. It was awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. No, it was, it was really amazing. It was really good timing. Yeah. And then, oh, oh, okay. This is like one of my favorite places that we went. Uh, Hero Square. Mm-hmm. That's super, super cool. Do you, you told me a little bit about the history. Tell her, tell her travel brats. Yeah, so it's basically like a big square in the middle of the city um, that has like all of our like Hungarian, like statues of our Hungarian kings and leadership there. Um, if you walk around, we also have like our zoo and amusement park around there. I'm not going to lie, our, our amusement park is not the greatest one out there. Do you recommend that? So I probably, I probably <laughs> wouldn't put that on higher your list to visit, but the zoo is pretty cool. Oh, um, cool. And then um, there's also like a, a little lake that where you can go like rent a boat and you can like pedal around there. Um, and over the winter, they turn it into an ice skating rink. So you can rent um, a skate and you can go ice skating there, which is really pretty because there are three or a few museums around there as well that also look really pretty. But you can also go visit after you're, you know, tired of ice skating and all that. So we, we also talked a little bit about the festivals. Are there any like um, art walks or art festivals or any more like historical stuff that we missed? Um. So, like, there is a really nice, like, shopping street. I wouldn't say it, like, it's necessarily artsy, but, you know, if you like shopping and you like, you know, high-quality brands, you can Mm -hmm. walk all the way down from Hero Square to Dax Square. And also the National Opera House is there on the way, so that's also really pretty. Um, I'm actually not sure if we have, like, any um artsy tours but i'm sure you know like you can look it up and i'm sure there there are a bunch of different happenings all year round. oh yeah i'm sure they have more art festivals and things but um and then you guys have your own statue of liberty don't you yes yes we do i mean it's not as impressive as um you know you guys have but it's pretty nice (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's again if you have time it's a nice little hike up there and it has a really pretty view so it's definitely if you have time it's worth checking out so like it's like a hike so you have to go like up like is it like yeah it's a hike girl once you get across that bridge it's a literal like mountain Oh, that's crazy. Well, it's like a hill technically (laughs) (laughs) there are buses going up there but um it's sort of almost like more worth it to just if you're up for you know walking around i prefer to do a lot of this um on foot because sometimes you know the bus schedule is is hard to navigate Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's just easier to walk around and it's nicer unless you're freezing in the middle of winter (laughs) or you're lazy like me and don't like walking up hills um reka so the the hill is that buddha now or is that pest so most of this stuff is in Buddha because that's more of like the historical part of it. So the Hero Square and Dag Square um, and, you know, um, the zoo and all that's in past. Um, 
And but you know, the chain bridge is obviously uh, a bridge, but like the Buddha castle and the fisherman's basti, um, and all that is um, in Buddha and the Statue of Liberty. So now we're going to be going into the next section that is Sophia's favorite part <laughs> of our every podcast we do. <laughs> Reka, what does one eat when in Budapest? So I'm probably not the greatest person to, um, you know, say that because I live there. So whenever I go home, I have my mom cook for me. She takes my request for like the next two weeks (laughs) and she just feeds me until, you know, I'm stuffed. Um, Sophia can vouch for that because... (laughs) My my mom fed her so much. But speaking of that, I ate the best croissants in my life. And I like I never thought about like I never put that together. Like France I would put with croissants, but I never put the amazing pastries to Budapest and you guys have those everywhere. Yes. So um I think that's one of my favorite part about Budapest in Europe in general too, that um you can get pastries like fresh made like you know like not like um the american ones that are you know preserved and you know you can eat it for like two weeks after but like really fresh made ones um for in every grocery store but then if you you know like you set out on a hike um not a hike but if you set out on the city there is a little pastries store at literally every corner that's amazing that was amazing i need to go back but and also, we did, your mom did cook, I know, some, like, signature Hungarian dishes. Will you want to tell us a little bit about one or two of those? Yeah, so I think probably the biggest, like, um, two biggest, like, Hungarian signature dishes, um, definitely number one is goulash soup, um, which is basically, like, red meat, like, beef, um, slow-cooked with, like, a bunch of vegetables, Um And at least at my house, we usually sort of eat that as, like, a main dish. And we usually have dessert after that. The other one is chicken paprikas, which is, like, uh, you know, like, Hungarian paprika seasoned slow-cooked chicken with, like, traditional Hungarian noodles. Yum. So, and also, I guess, like, they would have that at restaurants. So, travel brats, those are things you can probably order. And we actually took the liberty, Reka, of finding some Hungarian restaurants that were five stars and not too pricey. And so if you're mm. looking at the, uh, um, uh, if you're looking at a doc with us, would you mind reading them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were like, <laughs> we can try it. We were <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I've never, I've never heard of any of these, but I can certainly <laughs> read them out loud. Well, great tourist um, ratings. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you guys give it a try and I'll correct it. All right, it. I'll do number one. Actually, you do two. Okay. Okay. Hungakum. Okay. <laughs> bistro. Not bad. Hungarikum bistro. Oh, I got the second part kind of right. <laughs> okay. My, the next one that was recommended was Dabramba. <laughs> That's an O, not an A. That was actually not bad. I would, I honestly, it's not a word. I don't know what this is, but it's. I would say dobrumba. Oh, that's promising. Dobrumba. Dobrumba. Okay. Okay. Feels like Roomba. Last one. Um, Babel Budapest. Babel. 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 
Yes, yes. Those were all highly rated, and you can probably find the signature dishes. That we just described. That we just described. So that's a good one. But I would I would add to that that if you go during the winter and Mm -hmm. if you go visit the Christmas markets, they have like traditional Hungarian foods uh, made there. Mm -hmm. Um, They also have mulled wine, which is basically like hot spicy wine, which is one of my favorite things. Um, That sounds amazing. That sounds like uh, like. uh, What's that, apple cider? Sounds like apple cider wine, like cinnamon wine. Yeah, like cinnamon mm, wine. Yum, yum, yum. yum. Well, Spicy let's put it wine. Christmas time. I'll just bring my winter parka. Bring my Arctic parka <laughs> for the negative degrees. <laughs> no, it's really fun and it's really tasty. I'm not going to lie. It's not like the cheapest thing because obviously everything in the Christmas market is overpriced, but it's totally worth it. The other thing I would say that if you go out, you know, and if you go clubbing, there are like um, gyro or however you say that. I don't think anyone knows how to say that. (laughs) They know what we're talking about. Yes, that thing. Yeah. There are like a bunch of gyro places that most of them are are pretty good. Mm. And they're open like throughout the night and they're very cheap. So that's like sort of like end of your end of the night drunk food for me yes i remember so you and your friends and me getting those one time okay but speaking mm-hmm. of spiced wine reka we're gonna mm-hmm. transition into the signature drink of hungary palinka yes palinka um <laughs> so it's it's sort of like the moonshine of hungary Ooh. if you're from the south um, you know, a bunch of people make it at home. Some of them are good. Other ones, you know, make you blind. <laughs> I think I had that one. When we had the <laughs> you just go blind. I really went blind. <laughs> I really did. It was broad daylight and I couldn't see anything. <laughs> Happens to the best of us, huh? <laughs> Only yeah. I'm hungry. <laughs> but no, if you like buy it at the store, like a legit uh, place, you should be fine. And it's basically like fruity like made out of fruit there are a bunch of like um different flavors like plum peach cherry um so on and so on um elderberry is pretty good um and it's it's pretty strong it's again depending on who makes it it's like 60 70 80 proof i think oh wow yeah they're like worse than the russians over here um (laughs) but that makes me think of the story you guys were telling me um is hungry can you have your drink and open container out we haven't talked about that they didn't tell me that and i was a tourist and they put the wine bottles in my hand and then the scary cops with the combat boots and the AK start walking over. And I'm like, what's the matter? And, like, Reka pushes my hand behind the wall. And she's like, hold the wine behind the wall. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she's like, we're not allowed to drink in public. And I was like, what? That's so funny. I was like, I'm going to go to Hungarian jail for you guys. <laughs> Stupid American. Yeah, so Hungarian you're jail. not allowed to, like, open container drink. Mm-hmm. I can't say that, you know, everyone is, like, super strictly... Um, you know, keeping that rule, but you didn't hear that from me. Um, <laughs> well, we didn't. Rule breaker. No, no. <laughs> That's good but, stuff. 
But right, yeah. so travel brats, no open containers unless you know how to hide them very well. Yes, Just maybe you have exactly. the fake flask. Unless you know how to stick large wine bottles in, like, your, I don't even know. In your, <laughs> your pocket. Your boot. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, if you can drink wine out of a bottle and just, you know, cork it and throw it in your backpack, if you see cops <laughs> around it, should probably work. There you go. Just, yeah, that works. All right, guys, stay safe now. Um, and uh, that yeah. brings us to our next point that's totally unrelated to alcohol. Um, so, yeah, basically, <laughs> we love to ask. Um, we know you're local, so you more stay with your family and your friends when you're there. But where would you recommend somebody who's visiting to stay? Um, so, I would, you know, obviously, there are, um, you know, hotels. Um, if you stay, like, downtown, that will probably be more expensive. Or you can... Um, stay at an airbnb i think you know that's fairly popular Mm -hmm. everywhere in europe right now i can't say that i've tried you know either in budapest specifically because um you know because i live with my family when i'm i'm visiting but um i think definitely airbnb is more affordable i think the closer you go to downtown the more expensive it gets Mm -hmm. i would say generally um in Europe, um, but in Budapest too, um, most hotels are, I think how they're different a little bit from the U.S. is that they include breakfast there, which I don't think is generally the case um, for the U.S. And even if you just like, you know, stay in like a hotel or a motel that has just a couple of rooms, you would still get breakfast. So that's sort of a benefit of that. That's super awesome. That's super helpful, too, because, like, I feel like a lot of people want to, like, travel on a budget, too. So knowing that Airbnb is a thing and then also, like, trying to be as secure and safe as possible, too, probably being closer to, like, downtown and more populated areas might be a better bet. You know what we should shout out, too, is you guys have Airbnbs, but something you don't have. And we, we touched a little bit on this about, like, taking trains and taxis. But you guys don't have, um, like, Uber or Lyft. So, travel brats, you're going to have to learn how to use a taxi service or get tickets to the train and make sure you don't miss the train times. <laughs> the cab is here. Or the bus. <laughs> yes. That's yes, important. that's definitely true. And I think that's sort of different from a lot of other places. Um, last time I checked, we didn't have Uber or Lyft or anything like that. Uh, it may have changed since then. But um, you basically, you would have to look up, like, taxi company numbers, and you would have to call a cab um, if you want to take a car. Um, Sort of same thing, um, like we talked about, we, you know, we use public transportation a lot, but, like, the subway only runs till midnight and then starts again at 5 or 6 a.m. A lot of buses start, stop running at, like, 10 to midnight and they get replaced like night buses which generally get you to the same place but they tend to have a lot more stops um and they run less frequently i would probably not recommend doing that if you're you know like if you're only visiting because they tend to um you know get a little sketchy there are a lot of drunk people on it at night Um, And they also take quite a long time to get to places. So I think, um, you know, once you pass midnight and you can can get on the regular buses and subways, I think probably the safest thing to do is just to call a cab. Yeah, agreed. And and we know that in Europe, 
there's a there's a big big problem with pickpocketing. So, what what do you like recommend? Purses, backpacks, like fanny packs. I think um, I think really, and I think it's not just Budapest, but really any big city, um, any big city in Europe. But I think any big city in the world, um, you know, um, pickpockets, you know, spy on tourists. So. Um, you can take purses, you can um, take backpacks. I would generally, you know, obviously backpacks are a little trickier because it's on your back. Um, so you can't really control it, control it that well, you know, like who's going to unzip it. Um, but definitely have something that's um, that you can zip um, and keep a, keep an eye out on. Sort of same thing if you're, you know, walking around at night, you know, just be aware of your surroundings. There are, you know, better and worse neighborhoods in in Budapest, like every other big city. Um, So we have at the subway stations and bus stations, we do have um, homeless people. So, you know, just be just really like be aware of your surroundings. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And the last thing I wanted to shout out, because it's like a little bit of a funny story, is keep, ca- keep cash on you guys. Um, when we were getting train tickets, uh, we just accidentally got student tickets, not thinking that we had to be, you know, I had to be a Hungarian student or a European student. So we got, you know, we got busted getting off the train and they were like, there's like a $50, $75 fine and none of us, like I had cash in my pocket, <laughs> you know? So if you didn't, if we didn't, I don't really know what would have happened. So just make sure you always have cash guys in case you accidentally get into something or, you know, you need to pay for something and it doesn't take credit card or doesn't take American credit card or anything like that. Um, it's always just safe to get the currency cash and have some of that in your pocket. And probably as well as, like, American cash. Because um, a lot of places there, I remember, did take um, dollars. So, And there are a lot of... I think that's definitely a good recommendation. There are also, especially if you go downtown, and there are a lot of um, touristy stuff. Or if you're at an airport or at a train station, they have, like, exchange stations. So even if you have, like, American cash on you, you can exchange that for Hungarian cash. But I think it's it's definitely a good idea to keep cash on you because some places don't take cards. That's awesome. Reka, thank you so much for doing this with us. We learned so much about Budapest. And, like, just talking about it, I'm missing it so much. So we will actually, guys, come on another time with Reka and do a mini episode about Seaget, uh, which is one of the festivals when we do our festival episode. Uh, but thank you so much, Reka. And thank you so much. This was so cool. Like I was saying, I've never been, and this makes me want to go so bad. Like it's amazing. Yeah, that sounds amazing. From the history to the architecture to just the downtown environment to the local and touristy things to do, I really want to see all those museums you guys talked about. Also, right, and just just from Budapest Castle to Palinka to festivals and art and Ferris wheels. Budapest is a great place to go, and I think it's so underrated. Um, so, guys, if you want to check it out, check our blog out. If you are interested in, you know, finding Reka, she we post pictures of her. We're going to post them all week of all the places that she's talked about, and we'll tag yes. her in all of those. So get in touch, guys. And thank you again so much, Reka. We really appreciated it. 
No, thank you so thank you guys so much for having me. It was a lot of fun and you all should come visit me sometime. We yes, definitely thank you. will. Bye girl. Bye, I want Christmas wine. Bye. 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 Bye.